Today's Braze Bits is sponsored by Russell Crowe Flex. Do you love Academy Award-winning actor Russell Crowe? Do you love Bowflex, the go-to home gym in the 1990s? Well, then Russell Crowe Flex is, the perfect, is perfect for your home fitness and New Zealand-born acting needs. The Russell Crowe Flex will maximize your body as well as your body of lies and help you develop a beautiful mind and body. If you don't get Russell Crowe Flex, you'll prob- probably be Les Miserables. We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready on operates bits. Mmm, bits. Unbelievable ad, Russell Crowe Flex. I love Russell, Russell Crowe. I love yeah, the Bowflex. I, I love Bo, I love Bowflex. You saw those commercials when you were like eight, and you're like, this is how people get shit. stuff done this is how you get, get a rock hard body yeah this is this is pretty vulnerable but i uh i didn't get the bowflex but i got do you remember there was a commercial ad for this exercise thing that you put it's like a, a band that you put on your stomach and it gives you abs jazz like shake no jazz exercise actually probably work you probably move your body this one you just you just move and groove you wrap it around your body and it would shake your stomach and they said it would give you a six-pack i thought that would work out Ended up not working out for young belly flop. Wow. Yeah. You belly flopped on that. No belly, belly flipper flop. I don't remember that. I, I feel like, I feel like I might remember it, but I think I'm just making up remembering it and I don't remember it at all. I love those ads. They always get you. They have the testimonials, the people, they all before and after pictures. Where do they get those people from? who are obviously lying. I think they've got to be actors. They have be- to be actors. before this ad. I didn't have $200, but after this ad, they gave me $200 to lie. These people love it. I don't see them that often anymore. I suppose I don't have cable, but. I do miss those like with QVC. Is that, that what it is? Yeah. Uh, miss that. Cause I haven't watched QVC since the nineties. You hate the QVC that. <laughs> yeah. CVS QVC. I think the, one of the big, big wigs from QVC is on Shark Tank now. The, uh, the blonde yeah. lady. She's a big yeah. QVC head. Oh, uh, what's her name? It's not Linda, but uh, Barbara. 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 Barbara Croker. Is that her? No, she isn't. She real estate. Who knows? Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Braze Bits. Fully dip and dust in. We're dipped in. Uh, to give credit to Kate, my wife, I'm submerged. She we are said, both fully submerged. I absolutely love that. She said for about the last pod, she wasn't only dipped in, but she was submerged. Right. Yellow sum, submerged. We're both submerged. Submerged. Abaca. There it is. Wow. Now we're really cooking. We're fully submerged. We're fully You know, it's, it's rare to be fully submerged. You, I feel like you, you, sometimes you just dip yourself a little bit and you put a toe in. But when you go fully submerged, that's full, full body, full braised bits. We're into it. Well, nobody is fully submerged anymore because everyone has half an eye on their phone. They, they're texting. They have seven windows open on their screen. I actually just, we're recording this on a screen. I don't know if the Brazerbacks who are watching this on video, who are subscribed to the Patreon, as all great Brazerbacks should be. I just made my screen a, a full screen so there's no distractions. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah. I, I have about probably 80% of the screen is me and you. I gotta have my notes up. I gotta, I gotta see my notes. I mean, I scri- all, we're fully scripted podcast. I mean, you could tell from just the, the quick rapid fire. We memorize the scripts. We yesterday we had the read through. I gotta, 
but I, I'm not off book yet. I got to see some of the bits. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I just looked at it right before our whole you us. 40 you did the work. Script. Yeah. Right. I feel like I've been at it for so long that it's, it just, it gets easier and easier every time you do it. It's like riding a bike. Right. You're fully in character. Yeah. SpongeBob Squarelands fully dipped in. That's me. I'm fully dipped in today. I'm ready. I'm ready for a nice podcast. It's a, it's a Monday that we're recording. It's Monday. It's still a little uh, light out. I feel like it's getting lighter and lighter a little bit, like every five or 10 minutes every day. You got to love that. I don't really have an opinion on it. You got to have an opinion. You got, you, you, you got to love the light. You, you can't, you can't just live in the darkness. The light, I can see the clouds. It's like the golden hour. You know what I don't like? I don't like that it's light out, but it's still the pandemic because it's like a false sense of hope. It's like, oh, it's light out. You can do more things. And then the reality is like, well, no, you don't. You, don't, you can't do more things unless you're in Florida, which I mean, I guess we you know watching the videos and stuff from the Super Bowl. There's no pandemic. We got to get down there. down there. Yeah. Tom, Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady, Champa Bay. It doesn't exist down there. Yeah. We got to get no there COVID. where the, the virus is over. There's also a video from uh, a supermarket in Naples, Florida. I don't know if you saw that. It was literally like everybody not wearing a mask, even the people working there. It was, it was unbelievable. Well, the virus is over, then why would you wear a mask? It's inconceivable. It's banana land. Look at us. We're in a virtual pod kitchen. Yeah. I got a ring light for the Patreon subscribers. I, I didn't. I didn't Romaine let me know. I feel like it's, uh, yeah, Patreon subscribers let Romaine let Jesse know about his ring light. This is a, I got different colors. I didn't notice. Well, now I notice because he's playing with it, but. I didn't notice because I don't notice things. Sometimes when, when Kate like will do something and I don't notice, she's like, "Did you notice that? Like that we like, got like new pillowcases or something?" How do you not notice a pillowcase? Well, that Lance, she like wash them. Lance, you gotta wake up. What are you doing? You gotta start noticing the things. I notice a lot of things, but some things I don't notice. You know why? Because I'm submerged in what I'm doing. But I'm wouldn't you? Wouldn't in. you notice if you're fully submerged? Dip me into a hot tub, and get me corn on the cob. Yeah, that was a wild video from, uh, was that Jack Schnack? Shout out to Jack. Jack Schnack, he sent us a video. Of Jack Black. Jack Black uh, in a hot tub with corn on the cob. Maybe Fantastic I'll, video. Yeah, we could play it, but do we want to be one of those pods who like play? I don't want to be like an internet pod. You can look it up. I mean, yeah, can I, find it. I feel like it's where uh, if you really want to watch it, look it up it, I, it's, I i liked it it was a good video i'm glad jack sent it to us but we're not going to play it because we're not an internet pod we've just decided but you can look it up <laughs> jack in the video jack Black, we are not that should be our slogan we are not an internet pod because then it's just like it, it's i imagine this is what it's like if you're a, like a teen you just like go over people's houses and like watch youtube this doesn't sound so bad but i why would you listen to a podcast for that it's you like a new tv yourself. show DIY. Do your own podcast. Do your own watching. I just, it, it just like I could. When, whenever podcasts do that to me, I'm like I could do this on my own time. I feel like I'm getting robbed of other things. But you're doing it. Robbed, they, they do it because they, they, they get ridiculous. reactions. I, I'm, 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 Robin Big. Rest in peace, Big. You're, you're the Rob to my Big, but I'm alive. They do that for the reactions. I'm, I'm the Lenny to your George. True. Mice and men love that. Um, but anyway, Jack Black. Jack Black was eating corn corn on the cob in a hot tub. I, I loved it for breakfast. 
Yeah. Well, he said that was, that was his first meal of the day. And then, yeah, Chris Hemsworth is involved. Yeah. Jack Black's got electric energy. I love Jack Black. He's not, he, he's the opposite of whack. He is talking about vibes and energy. He is the ultimate vibes and energy. Always on. Well, probably because he turns it on when he's on camera, but electric energy. The one thing he was having this corn on the cob in a hot tub. I was very concerned about some of the kernels getting into the tub, but he was, he was pretty accurate with his eating. I feel like when I usually have a corn on the cob, there's kernels flying around, going onto the plate, spit, I'm spitting them out, but he got them all. He got them all down his gullet. Yeah. You got to, you got to love that. And you don't want kernels flying around as much as you don't want sergeants or generals no. or Colonel Sanders, unless you want a big bucket. You got a big bucket, then you're going to get, you're going to catch those kernels. Yeah. It's great, great video. Shout out Jack Schneck. Thank you for the vid. Other meal prep. We got uh, Zachary Schnackery. You want to save that for the question let's section? Save, let's save Snackery for the question. I always jump the gun. I jumped the gun with Jack, with Jack Black. That was perfect. I think that was right on target. I feel like that was when the the green was turning yellow. Yeah. We just I, got it just in time. I think so. It was like, I was like, if I, if I stopped, I would have to stop short. Right. And then whoever I was driving with would be like, they'd like, yeah, like, why'd you stop? Yeah. yeah. And then I'd have Perfect. to explain that like driving's complicated and you should err on like the side of safety. And it's better to make a safe mistake than a aggressive mistake. Absolutely. Can't argue and that. Driving's complicated. You, it, re, it requires you to be fully dipped in submerged, might I say, but most people text now. You should be, you should be fully submerged. Unless you're going too fast to furious, which I enjoyed. Vin Diesel. I only watched the only one of those I watched was Tokyo Drift. That's the only one I haven't seen. Wow, that's why we got the pod. Classic yin yang game. I'm filling in your lack of Tokyo Drift, and you're filling in my lack of everything else. Wrap me into filling because this is a holy podcast. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're cooking. We're moving and grooving. Any, any other meal prep, or should we should we? Get our color books out and do some highlighting. Oh, highlight. Let's get into some highlights. What's your highlight? You can go first. I'm not ready. Oh, wow. Um, I had a fantastic weekend. My highlight was the big game. I don't know if anyone watched the big game yesterday. We're recording the day after the big game, the big bowl. Uh, talking about the Tottenham match. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, though I did watch, there was a soccer game on ESPN. Fulton, I think, was playing over the weekend. Uh, Fulham, maybe. Fulham? West Math. Ham? Were they playing West Ham? I'm not sure. Is there a ham? You would have known there was a ham. I would have known if there was ham. Yeah. John Ham was, was announcing the game. Like, he's a madman. He's a mad ham. I'm not really the ham guy. You would th- I know you'd think I'm like a belly flop ham guy, but I'm not really that like a, a ham sandwich kind of guy. But <laughs> I had a lot of other foods on Sunday. Went home to... Nueva Jersey, spend the weekend with my my padres, los, my parental units. We had a fantastic weekend. Um, and Sunday, my mom just went all out. My mom and dad went, went all out. We had a huge spread. We picked up from Eddie Jones, who's a top Razorback. His brother has a, a gourmet uh, like meat market, but they have a lot of other things in Jersey. We picked up some prepared foods. I went there Sunday morning. We had a decent amount of snow in jersey um yeah about like five to six inches i think and i I weathered the storm i drove from our house to pick up the prepared food unbelievable 
it was it was like an adventure. The roads like weren't plowed yet, so I had to go like it was like a ten minute drive. It took me like half an hour, so I was going super slow. But no, no, uh, didn't spin out. But it was it was it was exciting. I enjoyed the ride. Picked up the food. Lance, when I tell you we went all out, we went all out. Shrimp cocktail, okay. mini hot dogs. Well, not even the I jumped the gun there. To start the day, my mom made for breakfast like little crostinis with belly locks, cream cheese, dill Mickelson, Dom Capers. And it only went up from there. It was just a, from top to bottom. We watched the Knicks game at one o'clock. Um, it was like a winter wonderland in Jersey. So much snow, Eric Snow, John Snow played a Game of Thrones. Um, the main event, the Buffalo Wings, unbelievable Buffalo Wings. There's also ribs involved. The ribs are all right. Ooh. I mean, not to mention guacamole, not to mention pineapple salsa. My mom made this big salami. It was like covered in jelly. This was like a, it tasted like a jelly big hot salami. dog. A little salt, a little salami with jelly. It was so much food, and then I, I actually surprisingly enjoyed the game. I picked the Bucks to win. I kind of I enjoyed uh, Tom Brady winning on a different team. I feel like Patriots fans like probably were sad about it, which makes me happy. And it made, and I've, I felt it easier to root for Tom Brady when he's not playing for the Patriots, being a Jets fan. So I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed that team I picked won it. Just an overall great, uh, great big game. There's a lot to dissect there. Number one is the prepared food. Well, number one, your mom's breakfast spread. I got Fine. you. Got to invite. I'm, I'm not surprised you didn't invite me over, but and I'm not going to hold it against you. But in the future, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. My, I will say she got belly locks because she knows that I love belly locks. My padre, my the pod father. Not not a huge fan of belly locks. Too well, salty for them. There, I mean, they're the most aggressive form of locks. Like if you were to introduce someone to locks, that would be the last one you'd give someone. Yeah, it's you Jonas might say salt. it's like you might say it's <laughs> a lot of a lot of Jonas salt, and it's it's like the top level of locks. Yeah, but I don't I don't even I like the, like I like them. I wouldn't even say they're the best, but they are definitely the most. They're the final level. Yeah, the if final you, big boss. Yeah. But you're interesting because you like the. I mean, you like other locks, right? I like Nova. I like I like yeah. the plant locks. But if yeah. I had if had the options, I'll go belly. If all you day. if you went to Burger King, you'd say, "Hey, could I order belly locks?" And they'd be like, "For sure," because you could have it your way. Exactly. The king. He's not great, but <laughs> no, we're a Ronald McDonald pod all the way. But <laughs> the spread sounds great. I loved how you said prepared foods. I love prepared food. What could I ask? What the prepared foods were? Or just give me like two of them. Buffalo wings were prepared. I, so I love this because it's like prepared foods are prepared. They're mostly made, but you still also have to prepare them. Like yeah, they're not toss ready them in to the oven. I right. know. Yeah. I just love that though. It's like we prepared the foods for you to prepare them. Right. But we, we did discuss because the prepared foods were, um, were so good that there is a, a next level to like, if we had frozen Buffalo wings or frozen, Many hot dogs. I think the hot dogs are actually frozen, but the the prepared buffalo wings were just next level compared to like frozen buffalo wings. They were just fresh. When you, when you get a good like when you're at a nice supermarket or like a small, like it was like a gourmet food store. You're talking about, yeah. 
when they have those types of things and they're like a little expensive, I feel like usually, but oh, it's yeah. because they're made. So it's like, exactly. it's, it's great because it's, it's like the, it's in between you having to cook and a restaurant. Like they're not, I feel like when you're at a grocery store, you see those prepared foods and you're like, Oh, that's too much. But what you're paying $10 for at the grocery store, you would pay 20 at a restaurant. You just got to go home and put it in the oven. Stick it's it in really, the oven. The prepared food game is I have a lot of respect for it. And I think it's an underappreciated aspect of the food market because it exists in this interesting medium. Absolutely. It's a great website and they, they are overpriced. It's, it's known as being a very expensive place and you go there, they do their best business on like the holidays and, yeah, and yeah. big games. Yeah. And so we, we splurged. Yeah. So there's, there's this place by um, in Long Island where I grew up that's called Elegant Eating. I don't actually oh, don't know if they still exist, but like my mom, for instance, would be like, yeah, we got this from Elegant Eating. And it's yeah. like, that's where you you're always referencing right. like, oh, it's got to be good because it's from yeah. this, this prepared foods place. Exactly. Everyone's got to have one. Love referencing a prepared foods place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like there's an insinuation that you still like worked really hard to get the prepared foods, but they kind of like the subs, but not as bad. Oh, they're, they're not the subs or yeah. that's, that's it's yeah bottom of the totem pole. Prepared foods is like, you made the effort to go the, to the specific it's place. Like, yeah. It's know what you wanted. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like, you made the effort to identify yourself with the place, which like can be <laughs> hard. It like appears to be hard work, but I, re, I respect it a lot. I'm not trying to, not trying to throw shade. Um, I'm going to, this is going to kind of lead into my highlight. So you'll be, you'll initially be disappointed in me, but you'll get it. Uh, I didn't turn on the Super Bowl until the beginning of the third quarter. Not surprised. Which was, you're surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. I'm surprised you even turned it on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a big me thing to not participate. Not participating in the Super Bowl. This was the first time I think I, I didn't like watch it the whole way through. Um, but I had a good reason. Yesterday was Kate's birthday. And I cooked a, I went all out cooking dinner. So I got so submerged in the dinner that, you know, we ate dinner. And then after, you know, all that was over, it turned on the Super Bowl. Happy belated to Kate. Unbelievable. You went all out. You fully submerged into a delicious meal. You got to walk us through. I went all out. So, well, it was a whole day affair as well. I made in the morning, I made hollow French toast. Love that. With some pancetta. No. And crispy. Some some was crispy. She mean she likes she likes it crispy. You gotta make it crispy yeah. for a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get into the banchetta a little bit later, maybe. Okay. And I'm not sure if it'll be my QAB. I have a few. Okay. But uh, and then some some fruit, of course. You gotta have some sure. fruit in there. That was breakfast, and then for uh for dinner, lunch was you know I wasn't gonna do lunch. It was taken off. After you have a holiday yeah. French toast. It was a breakfast. big, and it was also yeah. We barely had lunch. It was like a very small lunch that we both had. For dinner, started with some bruschetta. Nice. Which apparently I'm really good at making. I didn't. I made it like a few weeks ago, and it was a huge hit. So I just made it again. Might as well play the hits. Yeah, play the hits. Do what you're best at. I think the key is to have some real good balsamic, which we have, and good tomatoes. Love that. I think the fig good. balsamic that you have in the big uh, same same uh, same company. That's quality or stuff. Essex olive and spice. I just just the regular one for this, but it is quality stuff. So love that. You know, I got it from a prepared foods place. What kind of crostini are we talking about? Just like took baguettes and you know toasted them. Toast those bad boys up. Love that. Yeah, toast those bad boys up and you know kind of marinate that those tomatoes. So 
It's really very simple. Garlic, some basil, salt, pepper, ketchup. No, no ketchup. <laughs> ketchup on a bruschetta. And then yeah. I made these uh, brisket burgers. Ooh, baby. Homemade Love buns. Pig, cheddar cheese. I don't know if you're a cheddar. You said I'm cheddar, cheddar cheese. I'm pro cheddar. Cheddar, that video app or something. You know, cheddar. It always comes yeah. up. Yeah. Finance. Cheddar TV. Something. Yeah, yeah. Ian Finance. Yeah, yeah, Ian Finance. And uh, I made a chipotle aioli. Interessant. To put on the good. brisket sandwich. Put sand on the burger. Slider. Burger. Full burger. Oh, did you even say brisket burgers? Burger. Full on brisket burger. Wow. Yep. Uh, homemade buns. Homemade uh, buns. I got my, you know, I got some, some tight homemade buns and eggplant fries. Wow. Holy mackerel. Have you made these brisket burgers before? One time before and they were, they were hit. That sounds not delicious. to this extent. Like I made, I, I went, yeah. So I knew she it all came out the way you planned. Pretty much. I think I could have done a better job. I think I made the bun slightly too big. It wasn't Can really, it, you know, I'm a perfectionist when I, when it comes to, but the overall, bun to brisket ratio, you say it was too much bun. It was slightly too much bun. If I did it again, I would reduce the bun a little bit. Got it. But you know, we're, we're kind of, we're nitpicking at this point. Yeah. Only yeah. can get better though. That sounds delicious. You always, you always, always got room for improvement. Eggplant fries. Yeah. You made those obviously homemade as well. Prepared. No, I made them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I was going nuts. Lady. I mean, I got my chef whites on now. This is my back-to-back night wearing them. Looks very clean, though. You kept it yeah. clean, or of you got them went to the dry cleaners. cleaners. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my highlight. Another highlight I had I wanted to share was the singer, the singer. But also today we had this guy come to take the air conditioner out of our window. And I loved it every second of the process because so I, initially, right. You think you need someone to take the air conditioner out of your window. Who are you? What's, what's wrong with you? The thing with we're so we're moving and we want to bring the air conditioner. I don't know if you've seen our air conditioner, but it's, we're on the fourth floor of a, a walk of apartment and it's overlooking the street. And it's like a very, it's pretty dangerous. It's like a dangerous air conditioning installation. And basically if you make a mistake, then you're gonna kill somebody. You're gonna kill someone. So kill Bill. Volume four. Don't want that. Yeah. So I realized this, and I was like, I'm not. It's not worth it to to even attempt it. So I kind of looked up. I was like, Is there companies who does this? Found this guy. Highly recommend if anyone needs this uh, done. This is a very specific New York City thing. I realized also for those who who might not know what we're talking about in New York City, a lot of the buildings were built before central air conditioning. So if you want to have an air conditioner in a lot of older buildings, you basically need to install an uh, air conditioner in your window. Right. And if you're higher up, it can be pretty dangerous because it's this giant apparatus. And good word. No, that's a word. That's that's a good word. Yeah, I've used it before. You can tell, right? That's pretty Absolutely. comfortable. That yeah. came out pretty fluid. Yeah. I I had the same thing. I had the. the someone helped me install my air conditioner because I was just afraid I was going to put it in the window and it would fall out. I'm on the third floor and I'm afraid it would fall through, out to the window. I, I went on the website handy. Just got a guy. Uh, I'd recommend super cool NYC. It just, super I think cool it's just, NYC. I think it's just one guy, the guy who came 
I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who I communicated with, but very good, very professional, very nice. And uh, just kind of, I was kind of watching him. I wanted to see, he had all these tools. He was going all out. Like uh, just was very impressed with, with the process. And Under 30 minute job. He took like he 10 long? minutes. Yeah. 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 I mean, piece. I think if you know how to, you know, if you're doing it and you're, it's easy peasy, I would just get, I was just a little nervous. Oh yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. Imagine you kill somebody because with your air conditioner, because you opened the window wrong. I'm sure that happens. It's got to happen. Yeah. It's a difference. Yeah. I actually, I wanted to bring this up. I was thinking about this. Have you ever heard of the book, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? No. Bill Jackson, Zen. Master. Yeah. But it's this book. It's written like, I don't know, in the 70s. And it's a little bit, it's basically, it's, it starts out, the premise is like these two friends take a, a road trip, motorcycle road trip across country. And one of them, it's like a flaw. It's a kind of like a philosophy type book. And one of them has, I might get these mixed up. One of them has like a classical mindset outlook on life, which the author calls. And he, he's like obsessed with, with repairing and maintaining the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like they're driving and he notices something might be off. So he's always inspecting it, um, you know, maintaining the motorcycle so that it lasts longer. Um, but always kind of focused on like, maintaining the motorcycle kind of just always, always kind of in that the classical guy says he just buys it. Doesn't worry about it. If he can't ride it anymore, he just brings it to get it repaired. Uh, Really vibes and energy. I feel like in a lot of senses, sometimes I'm the more classical guy where I get bogged down in talking about the air conditioners. And you're just like, I'm, I'm vibes. I'm having, I'm not, I'm not letting this bother me. I'm trying not to let it bother me. That's that's overall my vibe for sure. Yeah, and I'm not a big, I'm not a handyman. I don't, I don't yeah. have the, a lot of the skills to fix things. But I, I have realized that a lot of the, there's a lot of small things that you could literally just YouTube. And I've gotten okay. better at like trying to the first line of defense. It's got to be yourself. You got to be able to fix something or try to attempt to fix it. But if it starts to really drain you and you can't figure it out, then I'm, exactly. I'm gonna get some help. Pretty. I quickly. think the key is you got to have a little bit. You got to be a little bit of both. And you got to figure out when, like a car, right? You're talking about getting an oil change uh, a few episodes ago, where it's like, if you're just going to neglect basic maintenance tasks, then what are you doing? What are you doing? But if at every, time, every, every time you drive the car, you're like tinkering and worried, right. like just let it exactly. go. Like it's not going to make a huge difference. Like you're so deep in the minutia that it doesn't, Exactly. You're not you're even not wanting to drive the car because you're just when you're in, you're not enjoying exactly enjoying the drive. Exactly. It's a, it's a tough line to bounce. Yeah. But in this case, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do the romantic. I'm going to just let this guy's vibes and energy handle it. Good for you. And I was proud of myself. That's great. Yeah. But you also you kept an eye over his shoulder. You were like, want to see? Well, what I was. Doing. I wanted to see what was happening, but I didn't want to like breathe down his neck. So he was no. like, "What's this guy?" I didn't want to get him nervous. You know. Yeah. In stage fright. Love that. Yeah. Some good highlights. Happy birth, happy bladed birthday to Kate. What a nice. I feel like in previous years, you might have taken Kate out to like a classic dinner or like a classic, like a special occasion place for dinner. Who do you think I am? <laughs> do you think you might be the kind of husband that would uh, maybe take, make, take her to get some Japanese food? At Could a place where they cook food. right in front of you. 
I probably wouldn't take her there, but are you talking about a hibachi restaurant by chance? I'm talking about a place out they use the Nepanyaki Grill. Teppanyaki Grill. I'm talking about hibachi restaurants because I love hibachi. You love hibachi? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Jesse. Because do you know what this week's pre-agreed to top nine is? I did not know until just now. We're doing our top nine favorite things about hibachi restaurants, Lance. Top hibachi. nine favorite things about hibachi. Gilbert Arenas, obviously. Yes. Bachigaloop. I love hibachi restaurants. I cannot wait to get back to hibachi, to a sitting around the table with some friends, family, Razorbacks. It would be, it's going to be an absolute treat. Yeah. Hibachi. I'm not, it, it's kind of like a niche top nine to do, but it's very in line with the tenants of, of Braised Bits. They're, in, in some ways, I mean, they're the hibachi chefs are most like the comedy chefs. I mean, they are Look comedy at our chefs outfits. in a I feel lot like of we, we, we could be working at Benihana right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I already worked there and they fired me. It's a dream job. And I'm talking about Sports Center. I'm talking about Benihana. Yeah. Top nine things about hibachi. I'm excited to, to dip myself in. I'll, I'll start out. Submerged. Baca. I'll submerge. My number nine is when the hibachi chef assigned to your table rolls out the cart and, you know, comes to your table. I feel like out of the hibachi restaurants I've been to, I've been to a few. I think I've talked about scattered throughout the pod. The one closest to me growing up was this place called Gasho, which I think they only had, that might've been the only location. Maybe they had like two or three. Then there's a few like independently owned hibachi restaurants I've, I've been to throughout the years. In Washington, D.C. in college, I went to one in like Virginia, I remember. Um, yeah, that's also the best part about hibachi restaurants they're they're the all same the no place. matter where you go they're the same there's there's a couple levels to it but they're it's, it's never they're genuinely similar yeah i've only been to benihana which i feel like is the most known hibachi restaurant i've only been there once and that's the most mainstream yeah i went to mount, a, mount fuji i went to a hibachi restaurant in florida actually right before the covid wow back yeah. in the day yeah, back Jason in the day. Day. Sushi Ray in Boca Raton. Never been there. You should go. They got it's it's, it, not, it's one of the places where, where they have the sushi restaurant on one side and then hibachi on got the it. other. So you, it's one of those places where you could order sushi or udon. No, sitting at the hibachi, you could order it. Right, exactly. Like before the hibachi comes out. Or it or could you, just be or, your whole thing. Right. It's crazy. People do that, but people do it. Their friends come to hibachi and they say, we're all doing hibachi. And then one person in the group says, you know what? I'd rather have udon. <laughs> udon. Udon or udon. Why not? Exactly. So my number nine is when they roll out the cart because that's when, when it's beginning. Especially at Gasho, there was always a pretty long wait between when you sat down and when oh, the chef yeah. got there. And oh, yeah. building anticipation, you got to love it. It kind of reminds me of concerts where they tell you it's starting at 7.30 and the opener doesn't get on until like 8. And once you're in the hibachi zone, time in terms of punctuality doesn't exist. And you're just kind of waiting for the main act to come on. Right. And they naturally build this anticipation. So when they finally come on, everyone's pumped and ready to go. And it's a great entrance. When I was little, I always loved looking into the card and being like, what is he oh, got yeah. this time? Oh, yeah. It's different stuff. This is a phenomenal one. I have a, 
pretty similar one. My number six is the chef maneuvering the cart through the tight tables and being and trying to squeeze it into next to the table and him That's going back one. to back. But it, it's also a part of the entrance. You're like you're 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 looking around. You're always like a, you have to wait a little couple extra minutes, like a little too long. So you're like a little hungry, extra starving. You're like, where is this guy? You probably already had the soup and the salad. The best case scenario is you're having the soup and salad while the while the guy's already setting up. But I feel like the most part you have soup and salad and you're waiting like five minutes. Where's our chef? But he's maneuvering that cart. He's got to squeeze it in. He's back to back with a chef behind him. It's just, it's, it's quite an interest. And also, yeah, looking in the cart, being like, how does he keep all the food in there? How does he know where everything is? Does he, does he like, is that his cart? Like, or does they give it to him? Like, how does he know where the fish is? It's, it's that's, that's what I, yeah. And it's like, you see the, the, the chef work just like kind of with the cart and it's just like a system and it's down and it's very impressive to watch. System of a down. Yeah, it's magic. It is. Johnson. Number eight. And Johnson. <laughs> You, t- you took a proctor and gamble on that, but I think it paid off. Sure did. Jackpot. Number eight, I got the egg spinning around on the spatula, spatula. slash tossing it up, getting it in the hat, landing it in the oh, hat. Oh, wow. It's just an incredible Forgot about multifaceted that. trick. Always love to see it. He's you know flipping the egg, cashing it, flipping the egg, immense hand-eye coordination. I've never seen it fail you, in the wow. sense. I've never seen it fail in the sense, especially when they flip it up and lands in the hat. I've never seen it crack. I've always kind of wanted to. That's true. I've never seen a crack on the hat. Yeah. But just like a very artful maneuver and one of my favorite of the hibachi tricks. <laughs> 100% agree. I don't have it on my list. I forgot about that. It's one of the most underrated tricks that, he, that they do. And I have seen them, especially when they try to flip the egg on the side of the spatula. It's not an easy for it to balance on the side. I've seen it flip over. I've, I've seen it like slide over and crack. But when they get it on the first try, you know you got a pro in front of you. You know you got a guy who's got good hand-eye coordination. It's it's an absolute talent. And it's it kind of encapsulates the hibachi experience because it's just an egg. And you could crack an egg, but while we're at a hibachi restaurant. It's going to be a show absolute showmanship you can't you got to respect it and they toss it the toss into the cap it's it, it's it's reckless They're, they could they could it have is, all over re- their, their face it's reckless but you know what no abandon <laughs> yeah i didn't know what i didn't know what was coming next i was I, I dribbled almost out of bounds but you you saved it and you threw it off me my ball <laughs> number seven I, I, I'm out of sorts. I actually, because I'm so submerged, I didn't even look at my list properly. The egg toss trick was my number seven. I skipped my number eight. My Holy number man. eight is when the chef cleans the grill. <laughs> we talking before or after or both? Anytime. Just love when a grill is cleaned. It's like a new beginning. It kind of reminds me of the circle of life. The grill was used up. Sometimes I wonder there's so much cooked on the grill and I'm like, how's the chef going to cook the food on the grill? Then he takes the, I don't know if it's, wa- I guess it's water, but it's like Probably in water. a jar of vegetable oil slash ketchup. Yeah. So you're like, what's he doing? Putting this ketchup or mustard <laughs> or vegetable oil on the grill. 
and then it get, makes a nice steaming sound. It's a so cleanse. much steam, so hot. You forget how hot it is. You forget how hot it is. You realize for a second, wow, I'm really close to a very dangerous thing. So I have a sometimes there's fires. I went, I went when I was younger with a, a family friends that, and a kid my age before the chef came put his hand straight down oh, the bocce, no. burnt his no. hand. They had to leave. No. Then they took him to the hospital. It was like a traumatizing event. I literally, I can, I can replay my mind him putting his hand face down on the hibachi, oh. crying, seared his hand like a, you could smelt a little uh, crispy human skin. Oh, horrific! Wow, you're gonna with a seared hand, you're gonna get a lot of robux in a lawsuit. Yeah, it was the kid's fault. Kid, the kid, kid Cuddy, Jason Kid, not it ain't right. Oh. But it is fun sometimes to throw like a. If you, if you want to get a little records yourself, you're waiting for the chef. You throw an ice cube on the uh, the uh, table. You ever do that? Playing, you're playing you're like with a bad fire. Boy. It's, it's it's an ice and cube. By fire, I mean you're playing with a hibachi oven, stove. Stove. I'm playing with ice. You're, you're playing, playing with fire. Playing with ice. Ice ice baby. It's a good I one. Like it. I'm I I enjoy the cleaning afterwards. I feel like when ice they cube is it, a ice cube is a whack Goldberg move. I feel like whack <laughs> Goldberg would go to a hibachi restaurant with a bag of ice cubes yeah. and dump it on the. On that the, is a whack Goldberg bro. move. But when I like the cleaning afterwards, but when they clean it before, I'm like starving and I'm like, why isn't it clean already? Why you got love it? Why do you got to pre-clean it? Clean it as many times as you want in my watch. You're Mister Clean. That's right. So that was your number eight, but you said your number seven right yeah my number nine i just lost you somewhere let me get you back up there you are the number nine is the shirley temple i feel like i was introduced to drinking a shirley temple at a hibachi restaurant somehow and when i think of hibachi i for some reason just think of shirley temples it's my, it's my, my go-to drink when i go out for hibachi if i'm not having an adult beverage the cherry the maraschino cherry the sweet it would kind of like calm you down when you sit down at the table and you're like, well, all right, so let's get the show going. You get the Shirley Temple down, you take it easy. You, you cherish every single sip. I want one, a little ginger ale, a little, me- the ch- uh, it's just, you can't beat it. Number nine, the Shirley Temple pre hibachi. Is this common? For me, it is. I've it's, never it's, heard it's of it. Common I mean, the rapper. It sounds great. For me, I, I just remember it was the first place I think I had a Shirley Temple. Is that like yeah, a bunch so of restaurant? My that family. sounds like a religious experience. It was. This and now I've grown into... Me up into Philin because this is a holy podcast. <laughs> it is. And I, I've grown into being an adult version of Shirley Temple. Many say I look like a Shirley Temple. University. My number eight is the chanting and singing. I prefer a chef that has a couple songs up his sleeve. He's got a couple of like remixes, but I also, in my older years, my, in my, my later years as an old man, I've gone to, we've had, I've had a, a friend tradition to go with my group of friends during the holidays to Mount Fuji. And we would get pretty shellacked, pretty uh, wobbly, have a couple of uh, road sodas. And we would just be chanting the whole time, singing, making up songs when the best is when the chef is like into it when they're like the chef will, will like make fun of somebody but like, nobody likes you it was, it, it, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the absolute best yeah. good vibes you're eating drinking 
I like when the chef had it has it's kind of like a comic. He's got he's got his classic jokes. He's got his classic roast bits. It's Good crowd fantastic. work. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's a talent in itself also. You're doing all the jokes and stuff, but you're also you got to cook a whole meal for eight people, or 10 people in front of you. That's what it's like being a comedy chef. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The ch- it's good, but I think it's a slippery slope because if you're if the table next to you is just a bad news table, which it sounds you like can't. you're sounds like you're at a bad news table. <laughs> Depends who I'm with. I'm with family. We're not going too crazy, but if I'm with a couple of Hacienda boys, I'm going absolutely nuts. Yeah. So I think it, uh, I think it, I think it's a slippery slope. I don't have it on mine in the right circumstance. It could be good, but you know, as, as Zachary Snackery mentioned last episode, I don't, I don't like fun. Right. Get a couple of sake bombs in you, a couple of Shirley yeah. temples. No, I, I could, I could, it could be good in a good yeah. time, but you don't, you just don't want for the whole experience of the restaurant you don't want one table to be dictating four tables around it. But when, when you're, when you're, that when you're table, at that table, it's when great. you're at the table, you don't, you don't, you don't care, but I'm, I'm and you kind I'm, of enjoy the, I'm the taking attention. the perspective of the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always betting against the house, but the house always wins. Eddie house. Nice. Great headband. You Lori. MD. That my number, oh, my number seven. This is my number seven. You're going to soup this one up. It's delicious. It's the two sauces. I feel like every hibachi oh, place oh. has, they, they always have it. Oh. <laughs> it's the classic. And each place is a little unique because they, they have, they, they should be homemade. It's the, like one's like a ginger sauce. The other's a mustard sauce. The guy puts out the two little, almost like soy sauce containers in front of you. They ask you, do you want both sauces? Yes. Some people go double up on one. I like to get one of each. And I'll be honest, I'm not afraid to, if I'm, if I got a, some extra food and I'm running out of sauce, excuse me, sir, I need some more ginger sauce. Oh, I am that guy. I'll, I'll reload. Whoa. I'll rebuild and I'll reload. The sauces are just, they, they're kind of the glue to the whole meal. If you, when, when, when you sit down, you see the, see the sauces, you see them ladling it out. You know you're at the right hibachi place. Number seven, the sauces. Wow, that was saucy of you. It was. I can't believe you heard me fully reload. I did. That's very impressive. I forgot about them entirely. And I'm, yeah. I think they probably would have made my, my top nine. I love the sauces and I love the, the yeah, it's almost like the tradition of it. Where no matter, again, it's like no matter what hibachi restaurant you go to, you're always getting those two sauces. And I... Up until I don't know, eighteen or nineteen, I never had the sauces. I was I was a purist. Wow. And I think I was afraid of one of the sauces. I was definitely afraid uh, of one of the sauces too for a while. I yeah. feel like the mustard I was afraid of. Yeah, and then you mustered up the courage to dip yourself in. Bingo. Submerged. It uh but they're great. But I don't like to have too much of them because I do appreciate the hibachi taste. Yes. And they do overpower. Yeah, you don't want to go too much Bill Cower on them, but a certain amount of mustard on that it's fried great. rice, yeah. mustard with the shrimp, the ginger on the meats, it's just fantastico. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good one. I that's wasn't it. doubting it because you, this is what makes the pod good content. We got a uh, compliment, by the way, from Scotty Lavelle. You know Scotty? I know Scotty. I didn't see the compliment, though. He, he DMs me. I didn't share it with you. The singer. Yeah. He, uh, he said it, he said it was great. 
Oh, nice. I didn't know he was yeah. a Brazerback. I don't think. I think he just saw one of the videos and was Clip like, Bayless. He also then he gave us lighting. Uh, I, I should have sent it to you. I forgot, but I think the ring light will help. He was like, you guys should get ring lights. <laughs> it's the best. Love that. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'll, uh, I feel like my I'll, face is extra red with the ring light. We'll see. You look beautiful to me. Appreciate that. Beautiful mind. Russell Crowflex. Nice. Boom. We're back into it. Number six for me. Let me just pull it up. Six in the city. It's uh, it's a classic. You're not going to be surprised that I have it, but it's the Onion Volcano. Can't beat it. My Just number five. Everything about it, from the cutting of the onions to piling it up, you know it's coming. First, first it gets piled up, and you're like, the Onion Volcano is active. <laughs> then they, you know, he's pouring the what is it? It's vegetable oil? Gasoline? Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, all right, evacuate everyone, you know, within a whatever mile radius, evacuate. Then, you know, all of a sudden, it feels like it feels like there's almost like a moment suspended in time. And then, boom, you get that eruption. onion volcano. You watch the beautiful eruption. You marvel at one of nature's greatest treats. Then you eat the onions. You eat the onions. You didn't. Need, you don't cry about it. My number five is the onion volcano. Probably when I was younger, my, my number one. The most electric moment of the whole experience. And a little bit of danger also. I feel, I feel like some of the places I would go to when I was younger, you would feel the heat in your face when that onion volcano erupted. You're like, am I allowed to be this close to this volcano? I feel like my my eyebrows are going to be singed. But no one I've ever seen gotten hurt. These guys are pros. The, the, the way they make the – I feel like it's very delicate the way they stack the onions – that's I feel that goes gets overlooked sometimes. Like under pressure, they're so precise about stacking those onions, and then the eruption of the the, the fire. It's, it's it's electric. Yeah, I'm gonna open up an art gallery, and you know how there's a lot of these art galleries that are like avant garde in the world art. Yep. I'm just gonna take people to Hibachi Restaurant and say, "This is the Mona Lisa." I would pay top dollar to, to see that, but you would have to feed. I can't. That would be next level torture if you watch hibachi being made and can't eat it that's if, if that's the art piece no way jose can't say go. all right i know what i know what to what trick to play on you when i when i need money from you <laughs> i'd rather be waterboarded than watch hibachi be prepared in front of me and then be like not for you love that <laughs> by the way i thought of what do you think about this for a patreon challenge i meant to tell you also but i forgot so now I'll just tell you live on the podcast. This is, this is live uh, promotion. I need that. So we said if we get to 20, 25, 20, say maybe 21. So we're legal, legal age. We get okay. to 21. What do you think about Buffalo Wild Wings? We order each, we order 50 wings. And it's whoever could eat, get first to 50 or whoever eats the most. Oh my God. This is a dream come true. This would be, we're talking bone. Yeah, bone, back to the bone. bone. Yeah, yeah. I've never done any kind of eating uh, competition, so this this would be hilarious. I I'm think... not I'm not like for being a belly flop guy. I'm not like a I, I'm a pretty slow eater. I get full pretty quickly, so I think it would be an interesting interesting event. I'm very down. I think too. Great. Yeah, I I think it would be great. I think to to me, like fifty, it doesn't seem possible to eat, but maybe no. I'm not sure. I think I've maxed though, out at like 20, maybe once. 20, 20 seems too easy for a challenge. No, yeah. We're gonna, I feel like we got to do 50, and then we just <laughs> one of us will get to like 35. Yeah. 
yeah. I'm very down. We got to have a judge on site to make sure we're cleaning the bones. Seidel. Oh, no way. <laughs> I don't trust Seidel one, one braze bit. Mr. October, I feel like, would be more of an even judge. Seidel. Seidel would swoop in with some random rules and show his cards too soon. Okay. That nemesis has no right to be our judge, Judy. Wow. That's some strong words for Seidel. But I love it. Subscribe to our Patreon, get up to 21, and we'll do a, a Buffalo beat-up-dub competition. I'm very down. Yeah, it's and obviously awesome. we'll film it and, and all, yeah. all that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, that was my number six. My number five, I feel like you'll have this, but it's uh, sitting with other people. I don't have that, but I, I, it is – because it goes back and forth. I'll, you can talk about it, but I, I, it could be good or bad, similar to like the golf foursome. I just love the idea. It gets people out of their comfort zone. You know, too much these days, people are just, the situation has to be exactly how you want it. And you could stay in your, you know, your, your lane, so to speak for all, all your life, I guess. And this, you know, you're sitting with other people and you gotta share the experience with them. And you have one choice. You either don't talk to you say hello and you don't talk to them or you say hello and you don't talk to them. <laughs> I feel like it usually goes, you say hello. Then like you guys, you like react to the things with them. You're like, Oh, yes. the onion volcano. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. I love that. I feel like you don't really ask them. Like, so like, what do you well, guys do? It's more like, Oh, you guys got your steak medium. That's, that's cool. What's also great about Hibachi is that it's hard to conduct conversations across the table. You could only really talk to the person next to you. Right. And I kind of like that because it requires you, A, to talk to the person next to you. It, it always is, you know, generally you're strategic about where you're seating because you're like, oh, I don't want to be stuck next to this person, which is a lost art from the pandemic. The strategizing of who you're going to sit next to? Yeah. And who oh, you're yeah. going to avoid really is the main right. thing. Because you're locked in there for a full meal and you're pretty close. You're rubbing elbows. You're rubbing elbows. Yeah. I feel like the dynamics of hibachi restaurants is usually what it's maybe like eight to a grill or something. And I feel yeah. like usually it ends up being like a group of five or six and then a couple on a date. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it always ends up being that. Right. And I always like watching the couples on the date. Yeah. I always like to see who's like, you could always tell whose idea it was to go to hibachi because one, <laughs> one of them is like so much more into it than exactly. the other. Exactly. I love when there's like the one person who films, the, who, who like oh. puts on the camera the whole time. I hate that. And, I mean, that's a new thing because it's, you know, yeah past 10 years but it, to me that's it's despicable me too i i, I, I I'll, I'll i'll pull up my camera for a couple of key moments everyone's seen hibachi what are you gonna rewatch you're gonna <laughs> rewatch not, it's not for anybody else well i did, i will say i once went on instagram live when i was at hibachi because i was i was just jammed up and i wanted to share my experience to sing it with everybody people loved it people jumped in to watch my instagram live they got to experience my live hibachi it was only done once. That that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but I'm a proud boy. Yeah, I knew that. Thought we all did. Yeah, that's my number five. My number four is just watching the chef at work. It's just as you talked about. It's such a multifaceted, complex experience, and you're being constantly judged, and just to see a chef i mean people talk about open kitchens i feel like that's a new thing in food hibachi has been an open kitchen since it existed it's next level it's right in front of you 
It's right in front of you. You're seeing how the steak and shrimp are made. <laughs> no pork. You never no really pork. get pork with hibachi. Never seen pork at hibachi. I love that. Need that. Got it. Got to have it. Got to not have it. And I, there's certain restaurants, certain hibachis that they'll give you noodles. Some won't give you noodles. I'm, I'm pro noodle. Like the lo mein. You ever had that at hibachi? No. Certain special ones. The one I went to growing up at the Shoya Temple. They give you some nice like kibashi noodles. Unbelievable. They sounds like they give you to you down on the low main. They did. On the DLM. Kenny Man. Yeah. Sports Center. Yeah. Dream job. Steve job. You're getting Steve Wozniacki there. <laughs> Take a bite of my apple. I'm the teacher's pet. <laughs> that was my number four. My number six, we talked about the chef's maneuver with the cart through the tight tables. I love just seeing him having, I'm like looking like, there's no way he's going to be able to fit that cart through that next to that guy's chair. Sometimes somebody has to get up to let them in. Hate being that guy. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't squeeze in far enough. I love that. Um, My number five is the onion volcano. Talked about it. What more can you say? It's delicious. Spectacular. My number four is the knife spatula flips tricks. I like when the guy, I feel like there's certain levels to it. You got to have a basic level of hand-eye coordination and skill to be able to flip these knives. But some guys, I feel like both, they're like, they, they were knife flippers before they were chefs. They, they got into bocce because they could flip knives. I like when they, they that's, like, that's the way they introduce themselves sometimes. They come to the table and not even before they say hello, they just smack the hibachi grill and then start flipping and dicing there and they're showing what they got never seen anybody i've seen them like drop the knife or spatula maybe never seen any injuries knock on braised wood it's just another level to it and you feel you feel a little level of danger this guy's flipping spatulas and knives but you know then when you see it they're they're best at what they do you're in good hands all state insurance it gets me. I don't. It's not. I don't like it. It's not on my. Didn't, didn't think you would. It's it's, it's dangerous and, and it's it's very showy. It's all showy. It's all showy. That's what it is. Like it's no showy. Purpose. Yeah, the egg I love because it's it's taking the you you have to crack the egg. So why not add a little? Why bit is he flipping in his hat? Add some pizzazz, but to the egg you have to do it. This is just a method of, of doing it. Sure, it's not the most direct method, but it's the method that maximizes the experience of hibachi. Yeah. The knife flipping is just unnecessary. All he has to do is say, hey, welcome, maybe do a song, maybe do a little bit of it. But the over the top of it, it's just, it's Rodney Dangerous Field. I love it. I, I don't, I did, I'm just always nervous. Sometimes you could tell when you got a chef who's a little bit excessive about it. You're like, all right, I got to stand extra back during the Onion Volcano. Absolutely. Some of these <laughs> chefs are pushing the limits. They do this so much. I mean, this is an issue with dangerous things if you do it too much then you get numb to the danger of it right i was watching it's, it's, um, it sets the the vibes and energy i feel like it sets the danger level don't put your hand on the bocce grill stand back from the volcano i was i watched i thought i've talked about this before but the documentary free solo yeah about the guy who climbed like mountains without any uh what is it or climbs like rock walls without any uh zip zip gear whatever yeah safety thing so if you fall you die um and he talks about how he i mean he he talks about actually how you have to be fully fully submerged 
And when you're doing something super dangerous, it in some weird way might help not to have a fail, like a, you know, a fail safe. You have no options. You have no options. So your body and mind just becomes so focused on making sure you do the right thing that in some weird way, it actually might be a little bit, I mean, might be safer in that way where you're at least your, your adrenaline and yeah, cortisol or whatever is going to be focused. And I think in the bocce restaurants, you just, you just, you do it so much that you don't think it's even dangerous anymore. Right. I don't think it's the same thing, but I haven't done this at a real stand-up show, but back when stand-up comedy existed, I would sometimes do that at an open mic where I would like force myself not to like, I would know like what bits I want to work on, but I wouldn't like have a set list or I wouldn't like know exactly what I was going to do and force myself like to, once you get on stage to like figure it out. And I feel like I would sometimes have the best sets because I would be out of my head and be be forced uh, my back against the wall to, to braze. Your back against was against the wall because you're one of those cool comics. Exactly. Leaning against the wall. Yeah. I want to talk about society, man. (laughs) Exactly. Society kills, man. Yeah. Keels. Keel. Keegles. Keel Howard Stone. Keel Howard Stone. Good guy. Roger Stone. You know him? Nope. He's a comic. Don't know him. I know Greg Stone. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Know that. Definitely know that. That was my number quattro. My number three is observing the chefs when they apportion out the food. Wow. How did I not have that? That is so good. That is such a, oh my God. That is, that is fantastic. So this only really happens when people have ordered multiple amounts of the same thing. So if a lot of people got chicken or a lot of people, I feel like steak is always, people always get steak. Dark, I'm at hibachi. I'm gonna say I'm one of those. I've I've gotten everything though. I've gotten, I've gotten burned by just getting shrimp. I feel like you don't just get shrimp. You gotta get steak and shrimp. If you're steak and shrimp is, I think, the optimal order. I think so too. Wrong with chicken. Chicken's still good. Chicken's very good. Steak sometimes, if you just get, I feel like it's you either go chicken or steak and shrimp. Yes. I've gone all vegetable before because you get a ton. You get the most. That's good. Right. Steak and shrimp. Steak and shrimp is like the classic best version. I've I went out with a friend who once got steak and lobster. Lobster, I've seen that. At, I at tried the lobster. It's, it's not that much better than the shrimp. I, mean, I would say the yeah. shrimp is better. I never had the lobster, but I, one time when um, actually one of the times when we ate with we ate with a couple. I was with a group and we ate with a couple, and the the guy got lobster, and we ended up like it was the most I've, I've ever talked with like another group. Mm-hmm. I was super cool um kind of like it was asking say the guy was super cool or you, i was super cool the guy oh i think you said i I'm was not, super cool i'm i'm, I'm super cool no, nyc su- hopefully i get hired to remove air conditioners from windows that'd be pretty cool that would be a super cool guy yeah guy but this guy was awesome uh he got but he got lobster he got steak and lobster it's a ball it's a baller move big baller brand bbb anyway I just love it. Everyone gets a lot of people get steak and I love watching just how much of the steak different people get. Someone always gets a little bit less Then sometimes when that happens to me. I say, Oh man, but then he's done with the first round and there's some extra 
and he's figuring out who to give the extra to. And it's really just a random screening process. It's feel. No, it's Golf. vibes and it's energy. <laughs> and the guy making assumptions too. Guy, guy looks at a little lady is like, oh, she doesn't need it. Guy looks at a big fella. He's like, oh, this guy wants a couple extra pieces of meat. It's uh, and sometimes it's 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 a lot of assumptions. It's a lot of looks like some. I think sometimes they'll ask like, who wants extra? If there's like extra vegetables, but if it's steak, he's making the executive decision. He's like, uh, this guy, this guy's paying the bill. I'll give a couple extra pieces of filet. De Blasio. <laughs> yeah. That's I think that's what the boss, I think that's what he's been doing this whole time. I'm sure. Just been at hibachi restaurants. That's a really good one. It's so underrated. It's, it's a little little peek into like how the human brain works. Love it. My number two is kind of the structure of hibachi restaurant in the sense that the food just keeps on coming. So you start with the soup, get salad. Oh, this is interesting underrated part which i didn't talk about but the salad love the salad and that ginger dressing i've talked Great about this ginger. before i think it's the same dressing that they use in big macs no it's not it tastes <laughs> the same to me no well maybe the place you you got <laughs> you're saying the big mac sauce is the same as the ginger sauce they use on their salad dressing yep love how the lettuce is chilled yeah very chilled then, so you got that. And then, as you said, if it's timed right, you're still eating that. Then you get the rice or, or I guess, I don't know if there's noodles involved. Maybe I've never had these, but then you get the rice. Then like you're eating the rice and the, um, the main course comes, then the main onions. course, you're still eating that the onions come, then the vegetables come. And once you're like in it, it's, it's almost like the pot. It's like, once you're fully dipped in the hits, just keep on coming does not stop you can't stop won't stop so for you saying that that means that you're eating as the as it comes you're eating as it hot it gets hot oh yeah what are you doing i'm doing the same thing i have seen other people who will wait for all the so they can have like one meal they'll, they'll like somehow they'll table the fried rice they're waiting for everything to come to their plate so they can have it all together which i think is madness i've like been jealous because they have more food at the end than i do and they have a full meal I think I've like tried to ration out so that I'm, I can like have like a, some of the things together, but it's not hot by the, by the end of the meal. It's, it's just, like you said, it's beautiful with off the, the, the grill literally into your mouth, the fried rice. I'll, I'll, I'll wait, but it's, 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 it's incredible. That's like, that's despicable behavior. It's insulting to the chef and the food. It's just the way I, I, I'm not sure I would have to ask the people what they're thinking. I think they just want to, they want to have it all together. They don't like having bits and pieces. I feel like you, it's like, I feel like it's worthy of like, if you get arrested and like a cop's berating you and they're like, what were you thinking doing that? It's almost, it's like a, what are you thinking? It's like a, it's an offense. But it is a rare thing. And to I, be I, don't, I don't miss the things that. individually. You said you, you don't have a misdemeanor. I, I misdemeanor. I don't know. I was just I, I was trying to say like I mean that it's it's a it's an offense. Misdemeanor mouse. It is a a, a, a rare thing though. It's sacri sacrilege. But in most when you're eating most meals, you're having the rice with the chicken with the steak all together with the with the vegetables. 
But the best part about Bahachi is you get it to have it so fresh. I agree with you. I'm just saying I've seen crazy things. I guess you go, you spend enough years at a hibachi restaurant and you get hardened to the reality of humans. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Despicable me. You too. My number one is the moment when the chef is done and everyone claps right after that moment when the chef humbly puts his things cleans up a little, puts his things back and wheels out. Because in that moment, you see the flicker in the chef's eyes, the change of facial expression. The show's over, turned off, back to my life. And normally in entertainment- You like this? This is your number one? Normally in entertainment, you don't see that. You get your comedian, you get off stage, then you take off, you know, your, your acting. Uh, concert, you know, it's all fun and games on stage off stage you're you're a mess and i this was the moment i think i i remember watching this when i was like eight or nine and uh about you know great performance great food saw that look in that guy's eye i was like oh this is a you know this is a life like any other it's not as glamorous <laughs> as it seems and this is your number one seeing yeah. the light leave this person's life it's, it's a, seeing it's the a flicker window go out of his it's eye. a window into the humanity of the person you get the real person behind the show. And that to me is endearing. It's valuable. It's the human condition in raw, rare form. Hopefully the meat isn't raw. I, I mean, it's, it's, I can't deny it. It's a, it's a fascinating, compelling part of the whole journey. That is the bocce meal. It's a, to me, it's a sad goodbye. It's like the ride has ended. No more show temples, no more, no more uh, spatula flips. Though I, I do like seeing, you get to see him clean up. You get to see like, oh, look at, look at the cart now. It's a, does he, does he, look at look the mess inside of there. It's, uh, it is a humbling experience. It's a reminder that no matter how great things could be, they could only be great because you got the juxtaposition, yin and right. yang gang. Right. I got COVID. Did you? No, yeah, yang gang did. Oh, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah. Damn. Hopefully it's all right. I think hopefully it's all right. <laughs> that's a great one it's a great one my number three <clears throat> is when the chef goes over the order with the whole table to make sure the waitress or waiter got it right i i just we talked about hating when waiters like don't write down they try to memorize the order I love when that. They, you like that oh yeah that's I thought the you mark hate- of a good waiter I hate that. You, I, I thought, you thought we were on the same page. I hate when you write it down. It's, you're an amateur. Oh, my God. That's such a, that is the, the most showy, unnecessary thing to memorize in order. There's, the order a way, there's a way that it could be showy if you're like, I got that. Yeah, no, I got it. It's, but, it is. What if, you, what if you have a lot of specific things? No tomatoes, little ice. They're going to memorize it. They, they're going to get gets, something if wrong. If it gets excessive, then they're going to start writing it down. No, once they start, they're not going to be like, all right. Once they're into it, they're going to make this. That's a whole. If, I, if I, someone's wow. not writing down, if someone's not writing down an order, you know that they've been there. They've been here before. This is not no. their first rodeo. I think rodeo sometimes drive. it's a rest, dumb restaurant policy they're forced to do. I hate that. Can't have that. That's wild. I thought that's that's it goes against all of your ethics. I thought. That's, what do you that's, mean? No, it's, it's not just, necessary. It's just, it exempt exhibits competence on the on the job competence. 
But they just they can just write it down. Why? So that they don't forget it. But if you're so if you're competent, then you won't forget it. They got they're not that's not their only table. They got so many other tables. They got so much going on. We got to agree to disagree because my number three, I love that so much that the the Shabbati chef double checks. He goes around the table. All right, over here we got steak shrimp, steak medium. Goes over the temperatures. I like the process of everyone like you have to see how they order their their meats. Everyone's like not in their head. Yep, yep. Got the steak and shrimp. Yep, just chicken for me. Yep. Love that's kind of like kind of bonds us the whole table together. Being like, yep, we all know what we got. Oh, I remember when you ordered that ten minutes ago. It's great. Ten <laughs> great. minutes. What's happening? <laughs> great little callback. It's it's the best. Um, yeah, that, that's my number three. One thing, just to go back to our previous thing, you could not write things down and then also go around. Yes, and which I. I I would hope they would do that just to make sure and show prove to us that they have it correctly, but it's just not necessary. It is, it doesn't, I'm not impressed by the memorizing the order. I feel like it has a much higher risk for making errors. It doesn't, it doesn't impress me. Panini press. I'm surprised that we, we went over it. I'm just, I'm surprised. Yeah. That I'm moment, no- that moment doesn't do it for me. The going around it's neutral, I'm neutral. I don't hate it, but I don't, Love it. Makes sense. My number two, I don't think you had it, but you, you talked about it. The shrimp toss. I just, I, I, you gotta love the shrimp toss. <laughs> oh man, the dead left shrimp toss to me. It's a ritual that guess you have to display a little bit of your athleticism. I think it it shows as as the receiver to the shrimp. You get to get get to kind of show what you got. A lot of people fold under the pressure. Some people don't want it. People are like, not for me. For me, toss that down my goal. I'm going to show you that I'm going to, if it's, if it's a bad toss, I'll die for it. I'm, I'm going to move. I'm going to be, it's a, we're playing catch with a shrimp. I'm not afraid to, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to let my chef fail. Is what I'm saying. And I love the event. I love getting a little, a little extra shrimp. It kind of bonds the table. Everyone's laughing. It's funny if the shrimp hits you in the face, if they miss, it's, it's, the shrimp toss you can't beat it i don't i don't it wasn't on my top nine i think i don't like it i think it's gotten out of control i think it started out as a fun thing and it's just it's you're the one who proposed the sabachi top nine and you don't like the shrimp toss no because i think it there's too much of your pressure involved for me i think it causes discomfort so for one right kate for instance is allergic to shrimp and it discards that's, that that's, that makes sense uh and then i feel like it creates a dynamic where like it's not even if you're allergic it's just like if you don't i don't know if you miss one you might like be self-conscious everyone you might have had a bad it's day funny. it can be <laughs> funny you might have had a bad day it, it can be funny but i think it harnesses peer pressure in a way that it can be it's all it's everybody against one person <laughs> in the right environment it's great but you don't know if that's the right sometimes it's not the right environment you're signed up i just for think peer pressure you, you, you go to hibachi you're signing up for this yeah no kate's in a tough spot it's a tough will, spot will she say something if the person next to them is getting the shrimp because you know she doesn't want to be like i don't get a flying shrimp in the face i don't think we've ever been to a hibachi restaurant together wow 
Wow. So we'll gotta we'll gotta go. These predictions will be interesting then. Yeah. Maybe we have, but I don't think I don't I can't remember a time when we did. Well, I love the shrimp toss. I think it's a, it's a I also don't like it. I, I don't like it. Like I'm I get too <laughs> I get mad if I don't also what I don't like about this is also what I don't like about it. If you don't get it, if you miss and people are making fun of you, but it's a bad toss, it's like too fast, and then someone else who you don't like gets it and it's like the easiest toss in the world it's just not it's not a fair game you're taking the shrimp toss too seriously you gotta be happy for your teammate for your for your table mate they're not happy for me what? they're ruthless if i miss they're trying to make you better they're trying to get you better if you're no, next shrimp not. toss they're not what about that special time when the first toss gets it in and everyone's like yes that's it we, we got it that was us that was all of us you got better you got better friends than me well but you also got Wack Goldberg, so I don't know. True. Bounces it out. Yes. That's my number two. And my number one is just the fried rice. I think the fried rice at hibachi places are untouchable. The way they make it is interesting. The, the way they can make it into like a shape. Like a, sometimes they'll make it into a heart shape and have the yeah, spatula yeah, the under it. Heart. The, the heart good. thump. I almost, I almost had that. That's good. romantic. Sometimes they'll spell out I love you or a funny thing. But – all that showmanship aside, the fried rice is delicious. It is insane. You can't get enough of it. It's hot. it's piping hot, fresh. The egg, the vegetables, the chicken. I'll sometimes put a little bit of the mustard on top. Not too much, but a little bit of the mustard sauce. Adds a whole another layer of deliciousness. And that is, I also like, I will, in my later years, I've tried not to crush the whole fried rice. I try to save a little bit to have with the rest of like the steak and, and shrimp because if i crush that whole fried rice i'm going to be wanting and wishing i had more of it so you got to ration a little bit dave wants that ration passion pit you said wanting right? oh. it was kind of delayed but i was like i gotta get this dave wants off my chest dolphins coach nice yeah that's my number one the fried rice yeah, it's the best. It might be the best fried rice in the game of, of fried rice. I've tried to replicate it and never succeeded. It's just also it was it kind of go, it goes back a little bit to my number four. I think just like watching the chef at work. None of this. It's never on better display than the fried rice because it starts as all these separate parts, and you watch it being assembled. You got the rice, as you said. You got the egg, the vegetables, mixing it up. The uh, then they like, put some soy sauce on it, and then. The best is when it's done and he takes the spatula and seamlessly. Oh, yeah. Then the smooth on the, the bowl, the smooth uh, finish. Fantastic. And right. then that's another option. When there's extra fried rice, sometimes they'll go around and oh, give you a little extra on the plate. That's when you know he likes it. That, yeah, that's incredible. And my brother and I would always fight over the extra fried rice. My oh, yeah. mom would never like the fried rice and she would like offer it up. So it became like the Hunger Games. Sure. Catness. Catnip. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. Now we need we need a bocce back in our lives. Yeah. Great top nine list. A lot of passion there. Passion fit. Passion of the Christ. You got any ads? Speaking of Mel Gibson. We got some L- we got some predictions we gotta get oh, into. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm jumping so the jumping the old gun. Kate's got a couple LPPs. Yeah, you know me. 
fun fact that Lance revealed Kate and Lance may, might not have ever been to a hibachi restaurant together. Kate comes in, comes in hot. Love this category. How amazing does it sound to go to a hibachi restaurant right now when we've all been locked up for so long? 100% agree. That was my, me saying that. A huge group, food flying everywhere. I think when COVID is over, we need to do a Braised Bits field trip. I That would be fantastic. Get a couple of Brazerbacks, Kate, LP, around the hibachi table. Make, make sure you get the shrimp toss and a, and a Shirley Temple. I'll get it, Shirley. Shirley's on me. Here comes Mel PPs. The Onion Volcano slash Rice Heart. Combining both. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess I because guess, they're both like formations. And they're both essential to the continual continuation of human life. Definitely. Especially the volcano. Washing the cooking slash knife skills of the chef. Knife skills, no. Cooking, yes. I love the knife skills. The food getting thrown in someone's mouth, but not mine because it's too much pressure. See? That's what I was saying. But she does enjoy the, the food toss. But she doesn't want it in her mouth. But she, So, she yeah, enjoys... you got to have it both. So, I think you can't you can't enjoy one and not and opt wow. out. Easy, all or nothing. Wow. Amazon documentary. Kate, I'm on your side on that one. <laughs> Shout out to the doc, but Kate, I'm on your side about that one. The big deal they make if you're celebrating a birthday. That's an underrated part. The free it's ice good. cream scoops. We didn't there talk about a... the ice cream scoops. I don't you know. The ice cream scoops? scoops? You're not pro scoop? Scoop, there it is. Scoop, scoop, scoop a loop. I feel like most of these places, they, they, they always offer some ice cream scoops. We talked about it. I might have been a Patreon. I, we talked about one time uh we just like made up it was my dad's birthday yeah and he's still on the wall although i think the place closed but the birthdays are good but i think they it's diminishing returns it's like uh was it half-life of carbon you know it's like every it loses it every half-life or something oh yeah yeah, i'm talking about i kind of that's what it's to me the more birthdays you see the less exciting it is it's fair i'm like a hardened birthday criminal at this point (laughs) yeah you are You've had one too many birthdays. Yeah. Either getting the whole station to yourself or having to share with another group and the awkwardness of communal dining experience with random people. I really like that. That's actually a better version of what I said, because on the flip side, if you don't get anyone else, you're like, this is a yeah, private about private show. Exactly. I think it's a, that's a rare thing. Yeah. I feel like they, they usually will make you wait for more people to come. You never get in the private show. No. Though I've actually never had it, but one of my friends texted me, who's like a huge hibachi person, probably gets hibachi once a week. He'll go for hibachi for lunch, and that's when he'll get a table to himself. Imagine I did that. that. I did that with the Ravels once, but we decided not to. We we decided. I think I've talked about this too on the pod, but we decided not to do the grill. Oh yeah, you because it was down. so sad. We were the only people in the restaurant, so we we thought you know it's like doing a show to two people in comedy, right? And we're like, we know what it's like on the side of the comedy chef. So we're not going to, we'll just let you send us the bits. I would have been, I would have loved to see the show intimate. And then this, the nostalgia about your restaurants are a great high school group activity and remind me of that time. hundred percent agree. Good one. Thousand percent. Great predictions. Great LPPs. Phil Jackson comes in with his end predictions. He says, what an absolute treat it is to take a step into the world of culinary showmanship. The hibachi meal 
might be one of the most exciting juxtapositions of comedy and the kitchen. Dare I hypothesize that the hibachi experience is one of the many influential pillars for our dear curly-headed culinary comedian. God dang you, Phil. I, I love you. <laughs> I look forward to once again making the pilgrimage up the mountain on the outskirts of the city to Mount Fuji and diving deep into the world of hibachi. <laughs> Unbelievable excursions. Unbelievable times on top of that Mount Fuji with Phil. This guy's like Philip Roth. Without further ado, here are the aspects of the experience our pal will dip himself into. Submerge me. The classic volcano onion surprise. Bingo. No surprise there, Bill. Phil. <laughs> Getting into it with your chef. Oh, you got to get into it. I love that. That's, I, I'm not going to rip him for it because that is exactly what we're doing. We're getting into it. Saki bombs. Sock it to me. Somebody sock me. Flipping shrimps into funny places. (laughs) Well said. Love that. Absolutely love that. (laughs) That is true. Sometimes they'll flip it into their, uh, like their shirt pocket. That's impressive. That's a funny place. Miso soup. Miso horny. The soup is very underrated. That lo mein dough. <laughs> Those noodles. Um, you can't beat them. Those hibachi nudes. I don't know about the nudes. Send me the nudes, though. I'll send I'll send nudes. Certain places, they, they take nudes. Bonus, being loud and rambunctious at a dinner party. Exactly. I That's one of the few places, few restaurant experiences that i will fully embrace being the loud table being the table that everyone else is looking at the couple of haciendas sake bombing having shrimp thrown in funny places great predictions phil and phil says braze on thank you praise on phil praise on praise on phil phil praise on praise on praise on phil praise on to all the brazerbacks my ad this week is just to support our patreon we get up to 21 subscribers. Lance and I are doing a B-dub dub wing competition. We have superb bonus content. One bonus episode a month plus two off-menu episodes where we take each other out to restaurants. We analyze the menu. We have a wacky waiter who takes our order. It's phenomenal. It's affordable. Support the pod. Help us keep our lights on. Braze Bits. Patreon.com slash Braze Bits. That's right, patreon.com slash bits. We got everything Jesse said and more. And more. Always more. We don't have more, but people say, like, companies say that and they just, no one questions them. I think there'll be more. There'll be more. There'll be more. A wing challenge. Wing challenge? I feel like when it gets warmer out, we should do a video where we play uh, some one-on-one basketball. I would love. I would love. <laughs> I, I would love for you to box me out. Oh yeah, I'll box you in. <laughs> Big Apple box. That would be box. a funny video. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's braised great. open. Maybe, maybe we'll take some some video from the braised open. Yeah, yeah. Get some more some more Patreon exclusive. Yeah, Patreon exclusive. All right. So should we get to Zachary Snackery's Q? Let's do it. 
I'm sorry that I'm looking away from the screen, but I was, I was just pulling up his article because I wanted to have it. Sure. I, so I wasn't fully dipped into what you were saying just before, but you've had conversations with people. I sure have. And with yeah. myself. Yeah. So Zachary Snackery sent us a article from Time Magazine. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Uh, I can't remember the last time I read Time Magazine for this article. I love Time Magazine. But it's, I'm, yeah. like it's a doctor's office magazine. It is. All magazines are doctor's office magazines at this point. I remember when I was like, I guess in college or maybe even before that, I, I thought like working at a magazine was like a glamorous, real, if you worked in a magazine, it was like you're eating caviar and belly locks. Yeah. And the, now the shiny pages, the perfume sticker things that you would smell in the magazines. Yeah. Now, if you're working at a magazine, you're living under a highway. BQE. QAB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Zachary Snackery sent us an article from Time. It says Time 2030. I guess this is like something they did. It says world sustainability. I guess they're probably like, what's the world going to be like in 2030? What's the world going to be like in 2030? Instead of paying $4 to read a magazine, you're going to have to pay people $4 to read a magazine. Right. But I'll stop. I'll stop that. The article... Seeding the ocean inside a Michelin starred chef's revolutionary quest to harvest rice from the sea. There are very few things that Angel Leon is that Angel Leon? Yeah. So you're our Leon. resident Spanish expert. Angel Leon hasn't done with the fruits of the sea. Basically, talks about uh, he's opened up this restaurant in, in Spain. That's just so seafood. He's, you know, kind of, he really submerges himself in the sea and has built, I guess, a very, very loyal following and world fame from just dipping into the sea more so than any other chef using rare fish, cooking in interesting ways. And the article goes on to talk about that he's looking to harvest rice from, it was like seaweed beds or, or something. Yeah, it's sea sea grass. Yeah, sea grass. Making rice out of the sea grass. It's pretty unbelievable. And he made his his restaurants became famous because he would use like trash fish, they would call it, like the fish that no other that most people never heard of or are considered like low end. And he would make them his restaurant into like a, he made it into like a Michelin star restaurant, which is yeah. pretty amazing. In uh Cadiz. Outside of Spain, yeah. Or in, yeah. outside of, I think it's in Spain. In Spain, outside of the cities. Gotta get out of the city. Gotta get out of the city. What is it? Fascinating what is the city, what is the city in Spanish? Madrid? No, like. Oh, like, La Ciudad. La Ciudad. La Ciudad. Um, yeah, I actually came across this guy. I talked about several pods ago that book I read about uh, by Chef Dan Barber. Hmm. And he actually visits this guy in the book and just talks about this guy's philosophy as like a, like a whole farm of like fish and um, talks, talks about like overfishing. That's how I knew about the thing about swordfish. Mm. Got it. Um, it's, it's fascinating article. Very impressive. Um, and like revolutionary seems like of what he's doing with this uh, rice that's going to be harvested from seagrass. The only and like only thing I just didn't I feel like the article glossed over uh, was like 
they said that his restaurants like, weren't popular and then he got a Michelin star and then became like world renowned. But how do you get the Michelin star? Like how, like he said that they would have like a handful of people a day at his restaurant. And then he got a Michelin star and then became famous. And now he can afford to do all this research. He has a boat. He has, he has a huge like science lab, but how did he get this Michelin star? They didn't talk about it. Well, that's kind of like this podcast, right? Just we're discovered. We're cranking out unbelievable bits. We have a we have our regulars. We got a loyal following. We have a good amount of Brazerbacks. Once we get a Michelin star, we're going to be world famous. That's the thing. How did how did they do it? How did this guy? He's not in any of the, the main ciudads. He said that like people were people would look at the menu outside the restaurant and see that they had this trash fish. But what? There's like literally a paragraph. They're like, oh, then he got a Michelin star and everything. He he became famous. Very popular. Yeah, I think uh, Joe Rogan or Mark Marin decided to eat at the restaurant, and then all of a sudden, caught the big break. It. Yeah, it's fascinating because the guy's the super neck. successful now. He's in, he's innovative. It's it's very very inspiring. I like the part of the article he talks about going out on the boat early in the morning. He finds it very uh, soothing and meditative. Not to get off track a little bit, but do you know Eric Lerman, comedian? It's, no he does these like i really like his style of comedy it's like these like one-liner type things but he's got like a funny delivery and he's like at one point he's like i've been i've been into comedy for three years and i think i'm finally gonna get my big break in the neck (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah i have one i have a similar big break bit yeah i know your big break bit yeah Eric he also, this guy also has a bit about how he thought he saw James Gandolfini in a pizza restaurant, but then he said, how could that be possible? James, James Gandolfini is dead. And then he looked again and he realized it was 300 pounds of uncooked dough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I got to find this guy. This it's, guy's it's got like gold. My favorite joke of, of all time. <laughs> If the guy oh, even man. knows who I don't even think he knows who I am. He'd be wow. at like Eastville Mike. Yeah. He'd host one of them. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Great bits. Great bits. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks I, for I sending think, the article, Snackery. Yeah. I mean, it talked about aside from us trying to interpret and remember the article. Um, I I think like if that does happen, having this kind of sea rice, obviously there's a few keys you gotta it's gotta be able to be harvested, plant and like abundance which it seems like it might be yeah then it's got to be um like it's got to taste decent and then it's got to be if it's going to be rice it's got to be obviously inexpensive yeah so many variables yeah it sounds like i mean they haven't really figured out like how they're yeah. going to necessarily cook it but it sounds like the taste is not like from what i remember from the article like the, he was very nervous to taste it but once he tasted it he was relieved that it's, it's like yeah think they can make something it's possible yeah yeah fascinating stuff yeah send us some uh, food related articles thank you senor snackery always with a good meal prep and questiones and yeah send us any questions you could email us at braisebits at gmail.com people don't really tend to do that people tend to either dm us on instagram at braisebits or text us if you have our contact information but you could always send an email to braisebits at gmail or you could always uh dm us on the gram Bingo. Should we move into grooving some quabs? Let's do it. Quabmire.
Sounds like you got some a bunch of QABs. I got a really simple QAB. I actually had to rack my ribs for a QAB this week because I had just not much QAB going down. Quick and easy one. I was shoveling out my car during the snowstorm or post blizzard. Eric Snowden blizzard from Dairy Queen. Um, had, a, had a big shovel. was digging out my car. Uh, right like on my street in Astoria. And I know I hear like a, like a old woman, like yelling. And I turn to the left and through the window, like right next to the car, basically on the street, the apartment next to where I'm, my car's parked, this old lady through the window is, is yelling at me, but it's in Greek. I assume it's Greek. It was in a language I had never heard of. And I'm just shoveling out my car. I'm, I'm, I don't, I wasn't doing anything wrong. It's wearing a mask. I've, I've racked my brain of what I was doing wrong, but she, I, she didn't speak a lick of English. I was like, what, what are you talking, what, what's wrong? Then I said English, just like, just said English, just maybe let her know. I don't know what you're talking about, but I've never had in my life someone yelling at me. And there was not one word that gave me a clue to what was going on. It was the most random. I think she might've maybe, I really don't, I actually have no idea. I first thought I was like, I was being loud, maybe like shoveling the snow, like the way I would be shoveling would sound loud. It was annoying her. Other than that, it was, it was just questionable. I was just questioning why I was being yelled at. And it was, eventually it became humorous because she would just like go on these rants in this language, looking at me. I knew she was looking at me and yelling at me. Some guy like uh, walked past and I was like, do you know what language that is? Cause I think she's yelling at me and he laughed. So I got like a laugh out of that. Eventually she just like stopped and just kept staring at me until I finished shoveling. I wasn't putting the snow anywhere. Like I wasn't putting the snow on the sidewalk in like the wrong place. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I don't know what the issue was. It, it feels like she was like, just like a get off my lawn moment, but I wasn't on a lawn. I was shoving out my car. And it also made me feel good that I didn't get, I was first like, just like shocked by it. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you yelling at me? But at the end, I found it funny. Like I, I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. No reason for me to beat myself up about it. It was funny. It was QAB though. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, because it's, I wasn't there. And it sounds like uh, you had to be there in terms of to understand. But it sounds like she definitely was yelling at you. She was yelling at me, but nothing to understand. But There's it sounds no like it was like, comprehend. and she was definitely, it was definitely you. 100%. Because yeah. I was, I was like, I was looking at her but, and I was like, what, what's going on? But she didn't, but she didn't like escalate it beyond just like yelling. Like she didn't like come up to you. No. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's. I don't know, walking around in New York City, it's just people yelling. People are yelling. I f- Janet yelling. Bingo. Homeland Security? Fed. Fed. I'm fed up with this this old lady. And uh, she, I mean, how do you not know one word in English? Be like, stop or like noise or... Well, she idiot? didn't want to clue you into uh, what was happening. That was part of the bit. I would have loved to have just had an inkling. Yeah. Well, that's what, uh, yeah, that's one of the, uh, that's why I, that's why I have decided to like go all in and learning French. I don't like when I don't know anything. Right. And it's like, 
I mean, in this situation, it sounds like it would have been impossible, but um, it's, it's another world. You, she was in another world that you had no access to. Yeah. It reminded me of like going on vacations to foreign countries being like, so out of water and being like, I have no control. I have no way to communicate with this lady. There's nothing I can do about it. Were you, maybe it was, were you wearing your, your chef's whites? (laughs) I wasn't wearing my whites. Maybe that was was, it. True. She was like, that chef is not wearing his garb. I was bundled up. Greta Garbo. What? Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo. Greta Gerwig. I love Greta Gerwig. Greta World Peace. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I don't regret anything I did that day. I don't regret any of it. I I usually could figure out. I don't. Know, it's it was just uh, my my. You don't regret any of it. Not one bit. Regret Raybold. I regret Raybold for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just the plug. He said he's gonna have us on his podcast. Just the plugs. Heard about that? I think he's just saying he's gonna have us on. We'll see. He's got to put his money where his plug is. Yeah, got to make plug in this plug. That's interesting. It's really interesting. I almost don't know what to say because I wasn't there. So it's not I, the best QAB. I got nothing. It else. is questionable. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very questionable. questionable. It's a lot of questions. Maybe question everything. Yeah. Maybe she was like a character in a movie, and then like she said a curse on you. It's very. It's, it was like that. She was just like ranting at me. I was like, what? And eventually I was like, ignore. I like I just went back to shoveling and she was still ranting. Speaking of yelling in uh, other languages, I don't know if the millionaire's yelling is coming through, but he's he's going nuts right now. Oh, I wish I did. Can't hear can't hear any of it. Maybe yeah. I think it's kind of stopped, but I'm gonna miss the millionaire. This is second to last pod in the wow in kitchen. M- emotional. Yeah. My QAB. Do you want, I'll give you an option. Do you want like a Super Bowl commercial society QAB or do you want a interaction similar to the bakery one that has been bothering me? Interaction for sure. Yeah. So um, I think we can, we can all assume what the society commercial one is. <laughs> I just, I just think it's, I think I don't like it. I think it should be illegal for Uber Eats to like <laughs> tell people to buy local. That's all it is. It, it should That's, literally be illegal because they take money away from Local. great point that's like great exactly point. it's it's crazy i it's why the super bowl is becoming increasingly unwatchable for me because these grand statements about america that all these companies make that are most that are half the time like directly hypocritical and misleading in line anyway uh so i've been going to this butcher there's like a few butchers that it could go to where I, i'm this is not going to apply next like a week from now because i'm moving so i'm not going to go to this guy anymore but i've talked about this where you could get like it's like a higher end butcher um where they get the pancetta pancetta, guancale like all these you know stuff that's i guess it's harder to find but they're higher priced i've been there a few times and every time i go there it's this the guy i guess he's the owner and he's kind of you know taking his time but it's in a sense every time i've been there there's been one person like who's ahead of me and there he's like making conversation and so slow and talking and they're getting a lot of things. And then by the time it's my turn to order, there's like people, other people waiting. So I just hate that. There's like, he's got to be aware of it. Like you can't be in that type of job and not be aware of that stuff. So it just always makes me, and this is probably selfish of me, but it always makes me feel like diminished. Like he's having this long conversation with this person 
I'm just you feel you got a rush. long time. And then by the time it's my turn, there's like other people waiting also. Or it's like he's talking to the other people and then it's like, oh, yeah, I have to deal with this customer. It always I feel that all the time. All don't the time. like it. Um, and I never know, like, because it's like dealing with like meats and stuff that I don't really know. It's like, I always feel a little intimidated. And I, so I ordered this pancetta and because I, I felt rushed, I was like, let I just get a bunch of slices. As I said, I thought a quarter inch thick. Cause one time, the other time I was there, I asked for stuff and he's like, well, what do you, how do you want them? And I was like, I don't know, thin. And he's like, he was like half inch. And I was like, I don't know, just like super thin. So this time I was like, all right, I should say the, it's just some amount because the last time I didn't know and it, it, it felt like a whole thing. So I said quarter inch, it was way too thick. And because of that, it was also a lot of, it was $30. I Oof. basically got like <laughs> I got over a pound of pancetta. It's a bunch of pancetta. Which is like an absurd, it's an outrageous amount. And I don't know how I'm going to eat it all. Outrageous uh, Feldman. Yeah. But um, I just, I, part of it is on me because like, I should know that a quarter of an inch is too thick for that. But like, I'm not, it, it's like, what were we talking about with the dry cleaners? It's like, they should give you some options. It's, to tell it's you what, job, like... if, it, yeah, some options. And also like, if you're a place like that, you should have almost like a sign. Yeah. It's like a menu. Yeah. Almost something like that. Or you should just be able to depth, deftly deal with these sort of situations I've always felt rushed. Every time I leave there, I feel like I just got ripped off. Right. And the food, the thing is the food is delicious, but I always, I, I, so I leave my meal with a great taste in my mouth, but I leave that interaction always with a bad taste in my mouth. And it's part on me. I think I'm mostly mad at myself for like letting myself a always make a mistake and b just like keep coming back. The food is, is very good. Right. It's not like he's like a bad guy, but I just, maybe we just haven't connected. I don't know yeah. what the situation is, but. Maybe he wants to be talked up like the person in front of you. I have a similar, yeah. I have like a nice Italian deli in a story that I go through sometimes. And it's very similar where like certain customers get like the, the interaction where like has the family. Oh, what's fresh. What do you recommend? And then I feel like I don't have that kind of uh, dynamic with them. So that's kind of yeah. like, and, and then when there's people behind me, I sometimes get in my head. Like, I don't want to, order too much because then i'm the person behind me is like oh another thing and i'm i'll like limit how much i get or i won't ask questions you're not comfortable you're but in those scenarios i mean it's easier said than done but you got to be a little selfish and be like i'm I, i'm gonna take up some more time i gotta ask questions i'm gonna be i'm gonna be asking specific things that might be dumb questions novice but yeah do what you gotta do what are you doing what are you doing what am i doing yeah. What are we all doing? And, but it's, it's just, it's a situation where I've messed up too many. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say something and I forgot. Sounds like this, the, the pancetta still came out pretty good. The French toast. Yeah. It was, the thing is the food's always good. Right. Oh, this, that's what, also, I this is what I was going to say. I've gone there before and I feel like it's, this might just also be me projecting. I'm not saying like, I feel like it's not fair to that. This is definitely what he thinks. Cause I don't know what he, what he's thinking. He thinks you're Jewish, but no, oh yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> but I feel like it's the type of place where if you don't, if you're only spending like a little bit of money, oh, yeah. you don't, you're not treated as well, which Absolutely. I hate because the stuff's so expensive. Right. 
That's unfortunate. That's, that's most. So it feels like you're pressured. Business. And then it's also a place where, I mean, it is a place like he is doing like a fair amount of like the cut. It's like more complex than, you know, yeah. a usual service. But do I also do feel the pressure to tip Then it's a lot to be, you know, it's, it's just everything about it. I, but I keep putting myself in the situation. But looking I, won't back have to, on it, I won't have to anymore, but exactly. Yeah. Looking back on it, now that you're moving to a new place, you're going to have to find a new butcher. I feel like looking back here probably would be like, should have been more reckless. You should have been more uh, annoying, asking questions, taking up more time. But I'm not going to do that just to like, because you got to treat everyone the way you want to be treated. Right. But you also don't want to get $30 pancetta. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go. I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah. Got to find a new Brooklyn butcher. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's some butchers by us. So I think it'll, it'll be good. Maybe not. Love that. Maybe it'll be sad. <laughs> it'll be good it'll be very good solid QAB thank you want to bring in the closer let's do it I want a two I want two three four Nice. Got anything to plug? Just plug the Patreon again, Braze Bits. Patreon.com slash Braze Bits. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. It helps out a lot. Send us a question. Send us a top nine list. you have any any ideas, let us know. Remain. Review the review carry show. Leave us one. Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? It's your line to write a great review. If you like the pod, you like the pod, write us a review. You could write a review in, in your Scottish accent if you want. Aw. <laughs> oh, Bryce Bits. Leave us a review. Follow us on social media. Leave us a comment on our Instagram. And braze on. Braze on, Phil. Braze on. <laughs> All the Brazerbacks. Thanks for another great episode, and we'll see you next time. A phenomenal piece.